Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning, July 14th, 2022. It is 608, 73 degrees in the capital city. We got some of that... uh, Got some of that kind of eerie post-rain coloration going on outside right now. A little system did move through Lincoln. Got a bit of rain this morning. Uh, A bit of a lightning show as well. And now moved out of Midtown Lincoln. Uh, So we haven't had rain for a little while here. Uh, Perhaps get a little bit more today. But uh, yeah, did get get a nice little drink uh, since we're going to have what looks like a pretty prolonged stretch of... uh, very warm and pretty dry conditions, perhaps something that uh, was good to get here. We're looking at triple digits tomorrow, close to triple digits today, and then a uh, little bit of a reprieve for the weekend till we go to mid to high 90s for the entirety of next week as things warm up. So that's where we stand this morning. Got a good show for you today. It is a Ticket Thursday, and boy, do we have a... Uh, we got... You country music fans... Today, uh, whether you're a, a hardcore country music fan or more of a casual country music fan, we've got uh, hot tickets to a show here in Lincoln. Alan Jackson is coming to the capital city on August 26th, uh, and we have a four-pack of tickets to the show. Now, you can you can get a four-pack deal uh, with giveaways, uh, $199 for four tickets. So that's, uh, that's something that you can get, but we're going to give one away today. This is 200 bucks in Alan Jackson tickets that we will be giving away on the show today. And I'm looking, I'm looking for you country music fans today. We are going to do a bit of a lie detector, uh, a lie detector game, but country music themed. And, I think I, I think I did the requisite difficulty pretty good. I tested it last night on my wife, and uh, she is uh, she's something. She's kind of a more of a Alan Jackson era in an older country music fan, which is not a classic kind of, country, but uh, she's more well. Yeah, she's more into the classic country than the modern country. Okay. I would say. All right. So I tried it on her. She did okay. Yep. She did okay. So, but these are two hundred bucks in tickets that we're giving away here. Is she like Patsy Montana? Probably. Who's yeah. that? She's a country star. That sounds like it days. sounds like a made up country singer. No, but it no. sounds she also sang, uh, Cowboy Sweetheart. I, that sounds like someone she would like. She is. Uh, she likes especially those uh, sort of old timey female country singers. And well, that's Patsy and Montana. I bet she likes Patsy Montana. I don't know. To be honest, I, I should find that out about the person that I've been married to for 21 years. Uh, so we, we've got that. We'll listen for uh, your cue to call. You, all you got to do is get three multiple choice questions right in a row. That's it. That's all you got to do. You can do that. I'm giving you that four pack of tickets to see Alan Jackson and go way down yonder on the Chattahoochee with him. Proverbially, it's going to be at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, eight o'clock hour today. We got the Grow Lincoln team, new restaurants, new retail, and the like. And uh, the return of Greg Sharp. Been on uh, vacation for a couple of weeks. We've not yet uh, talked to him since the news about the Big Ten expanding. So we can certainly get into that with him as well as the news of the day when it comes to Nebraska football. So busy morning uh, getting going here today, guys. The story I am I am 
I keep reading about over the last 24 hours, and there was a uh, there was a public demonstration about it yesterday. Has to do with some um, some acrimony in the country club neighborhood in Lincoln, Nebraska. So there is a, a home. Perhaps you've you've driven by it. Now I can't. I, I probably I need to look at a map so I can see if media I can. Social has been all over this it, for a while. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I believe Peter Salter had an article on this in the Journal Star a couple of weeks yeah. ago. But there's a home at 2636 Woodcrest Avenue. Okay, I need to look this up on a map so I can get in my head exactly which house it is because, you know, I mean, no offense, but they all they all look kind of old old over there, um, right? They all look like What's the address? historic places. 2636 Woodcrest Avenue. And it's on the National Registry for Historic Places. It is a, um, it, it's an old home. Well, the, the land, the property was bought a while back by the co-founder of Huddle. And he and his wife bought that last summer. And, and, and what they've said is that they were, uh, they were going to renovate the entire thing. So they brought, they brought in, contractors they bought in brought in uh, people for estimates and those sorts of things and for whatever reason i don't know if it's too expensive or uh it just you know with the contractors told them things that that it wasn't going to be possible they instead uh d- have decided to to raise the whole thing r-a-z-e the whole thing get rid of it and build a new home on that property well the neighborhood or at least some in the neighborhood are not happy with that. They would like this home to be um, protected because it, it's got some history. It's tied. Uh, it's tied to the people behind Miller and Payne, and it, this um, it, it, it's been it's been around for uh, over a hundred years. It was built in the 1900s, built by the family who owned Miller and Payne, and so there were people out there protesting, raising awareness about the home. But it sounds like this is this is sort of the plan going forward. Of course, he owns the you know the the family now owns the property. They can they can do what they want with that. They're not prohibited legally from doing anything with it, even though it's on the National Register of Historic Places uh, apparently. But there's kind of a a public pressure campaign by some in the neighborhood saying, "Hey, leave it up here." At this point, it it needs to be up. Just for reference, it's about a half block south of Sheridan. And it backs up to 27th Street. Okay. So it's like the third house south of Sheridan. Okay. Second, second house, second or third house south of Sheridan. Uh, it's got a big lawn. I can tell you Huge. that. I'm, I'm t- looking at it at Google Maps and Google Earth. I, I, can, tell you, I can tell you that. So th- you've got that part of it, but... But you know the people on the land they want to they want to uh, make the change with this whole thing. But now this is so this is interesting. So uh, the the family looks like they're going forward with this. And and ten eleven had a story on this, and they had uh, Mark Whitehead who reached out to ten eleven, who's one of the neighbors there. And uh, of course, Mark behind behind you stop. We yep, worked with Whitehead him Oil. Yeah, yep. Whitehead Oil. Um, and he's he's a, lives in that neighborhood as well. But he reached out to say, "Hey, I'm okay with what they're doing with the property. Uh, think what they're going to do is comp- going to complement the street. They've been wanting to live there for a long time." 
And and he said this. This was interesting. He said, John Wirtz is writing his own legacy now, building a business in Lincoln every bit as formidable, if not formidable, more formidable than Miller and Payne. Which and now we've got so now we've got the huddle versus Miller and Payne comparison <laughs> that we never knew. <laughs> the, and the comparison made by the head of Whitehead Oil. By the head of Whitehead Oil. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't even know how to evaluate evaluate whether or not Huddle is is I mean Huddle doesn't have cinnamon rolls i mean just just for the record but nonetheless um and, and neighbor, but they do have one of the coolest put your logos up on the corner of a building ever they do very cool on the corner there yeah yeah changes uh, colors and absolutely that, it changes colors yeah really? yeah i thought it was only orange no that, that thing has changed colors really? down there i didn't know that so anyway, attention, uh, Jack. neighbors are saying look, they they believe it's going to happen. They they think it don't think it's going to be a trend. Is that going to be awkward in the neighborhood? You know, going <laughs> forward, what are the what are the uh, the country club block parties going to be like? What I mean, what are the country club block parties like anyway? To be honest, they'll get over it fast. <laughs> Do you well, think so? I yes. don't know. How would you like? You got your neighbor, your new, potential new neighbors standing in front of your uh, your two B house. And, uh, and, and we got people, and I don't know how much of them were, were neighbors or as part of the Preservation Association for Lincoln, uh, but with signs that says, old isn't bad, so sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, previous owners of the house, McMansion hell coming soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just throw a really nice party. Oh, oh I'm going to guess there will be some really nice parties. <laughs> really nice parties might not do it. In that neighborhood, I mean, I'm going to guess there's that, you, you, the neighborhood is no stranger to some right. really nice cocktail hours. Hmm. Anything like the Beatrice cocktail hours in the affluent area? That- Obviously, the country club does not hold a candle to okay. the community. When my vacation home sits in Beatrice, it's I, I would consider it. I'm pretty sure the cocktail hour in Beatrice is just a rib in one hand and a bush light in the other. I would compare my my community in Beatrice, my my vacation community, very comparable to the country club, but older, more glamorous, and higher yeah. end is i guess the difference i think you really have to find out who the demonstrators are are they neighbors or are they i don't know there's a there's a caption on on the uh, 1011 page that says they are that it's neighbors standing there i don't know if that's true i mean i don't know if that's true or not they do have lincoln preserve uh uh, preservation association lincoln like logos on some of their signs so that's what you you build the new you know what You, you uh you build a pool out there and you open up to the neighborhood, right? Is that what you do? I mean, you can endear yourself to your neighbors very well. Bring, uh, scoop everybody's driveway. First winter snow after this whole thing is over, perhaps. Heat everybody's driveway so you don't even have to scoop it. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice. I don't know if they've got that out there or not. Or, or go back to the rest of the community. Or, or here's, I mean, as long as we're ticking the, ticking the people off in that neighborhood, while you've already got them a little ticked off, maybe now's the time to widen 27th Street. Finally. That, maybe that's... Yeah, there you go. How about... <laughs> no, they don't want any more I traffic through there. I mean, with that front there. lawn, how about get the rest of the city behind you and say, hey, if I can renovate this thing, I will uh, I will allow the city to take the first, uh, you know, the first 20 feet of my giant lawn for 27th Street. Well, it'd be the backyard. The back, whatever. The They'd backyard. have to move the house forward. 
Well, they wouldn't move anything for it. They just eat some of the some of the lawn up there with uh, mm. with that. I don't know. It's fascinating to me. So, uh, nonetheless, or you should we'll get to see. the south of there, and you'd have to take it from the country club, and that isn't going to happen. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else do we have? Well, uh, what I, else I do we have going? Finally, on? found out it rained a lot harder in South Lincoln than it did in Northwest Lincoln. Well, three one hundreds out at the airport during that hour, and three tenths in Southeast Lincoln. Hmm. All right. Some significant rains in a very short period of time. I don't know. I didn't hear it or notice oh, it or anything. It at, was at our lightning spectacular. So, I mean, that's yeah. what Caleb said. The lightning was crazy. Oh, it was wild. And there were some reports of a little bit of uh, small hail, too, along with it. Although, again, not something that I noticed. I might have been sleeping a little hard because the old uh, Reggie Jackson, <laughs> the dog. There it is. Had about an uh, had about an, an hour happy hour at 3 in the morning, 2.33 in the morning. Oh, we're, we're babysitting uh, Grand Dog Miley. Oh. And Miley decided she needed to go out, too. Oh, I would love it if all it was he needed to do was go out. That'd be great. No, he but wants to go out and party. He needed to, yes. Yeah, he, but he wants, My, Miley's too old to do that. She <laughs> wants to go out. He wants to play. He wants to eat entire meal of dog food. He wants to, I mean, he's, act, he's acting like it's noon up in there. <laughs> he wants to jump around on us. He doesn't know what time it is. Just oh, let him party. Oh. What have I done, Caleb? What have I done? You've opened your heart. Uh, Didn't think it was possible, but you did. I, I, I've opened, but someone else would have opened their heart. Why did it need to be me? Don't don't revel in your. You're not getting any sympathy from us. No. Why not? So, Why not? Because. Why would I this give is, you any sympathy? This is supposed to be one of the joys of having grown up kids: is sleeping through the night, not having your day dominated by supervising someone else's every other it move won't last this is ever i looked up some of the stuff on how long it lasts the other day a lot longer than i thought what were you thinking this was like a two-week thing i i thought it was closer to that than an entire year <laughs> no hey you did it with two kids so you can do it with a dog you'll be fine <sighs> you guys are not helping whatsoever <laughs> Hey, what Chicken Rich says, uh, don't worry, Jack. Eventually the dog will get you trained. <sighs> what you might have to do is get a second dog so they can play with each other. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's that's what we need. An adult dog. Can you buy a, a an adult dog trained in like puppy sitting? That'd be good. Maybe I'll know. do that. Let's Maybe ask, we'll see if the Humane Society, has, Humane Society has something like minutes. that. I could leave them, leave them alone and the older dog can make sure that yeah. the younger dog isn't chewing on everything in the house eating things he shouldn't be uh taking a dump in the house all yeah, of these sometimes there are older great. dogs that are very good at that okay i guess we need another one i guess you guys are right <laughs> uh all right anything else going on here that we need to touch on this morning guys at all not at really, all whatsoever probably. mark anything mike, else? mike flood had his first full day yesterday in uh, the 117th congress see his picture with his uh getting sworn in yeah. with pelosi yes how awkward she, was that? Is well, that... the actual swearing in was up. She was up on the dais, you know, up on top. I watched the video of it. Okay. He was down on the floor. But, uh, but there was some ceremonial the, photo there, afterwards. There was. And uh, hey, fake part, smile. 
I mean, not that that's the first time that anything like that has happened, but it's just, yeah. it's just interesting. It's just interesting. The first kind of official thing that happens in that spot is you get your picture taken with the person that you've been uh, bad, bad, that you've been bad mouthing, badging on your commercials the entire. Like, is that an? Does she, does she know that? I assume she knows. Oh, that. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't care, but that's always sort of an awkward way to start the entire thing. And now he commences his uh, perhaps uh, two plus year term in the in the uh, house or perhaps his five and a half month five and a half month five and a half month term in the house well actually it'd be five months five months just under yep so other than that um not a lot going on okay quiet lpd they did have a garage fire a couple of uh, garages down uh off 24th and uh south of o street damaged the initial Kind of thinking it was electrical in nature, not uh, anything nefarious. You know, to, to tell you the truth, Mark, with how the news has gone locally this summer from police, from at car accidents, motorcycle accidents to homicides, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of bad news here. This yeah, there has. I mean, we've had, it seems we, like we're just on a little bit of a run a right now. Homicide uh, Monday morning in, in the county. Uh, and then, of course, that uh, elderly woman that uh, died right. yesterday morning. Found a wilderness park, basically. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it's, yeah, it's it's just been it's been a lot of that lately. It's been it's been a tough. And, and we found out yesterday that that uh, motorcyclist that was injured there yeah. East O Street by Coles, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, died. So. Yeah, not good. Oh. And a, uh, a middle school teacher here was killed oh, in a car gosh, accident. I saw that too. And uh, quite a story behind. Uh, him. Yeah. Thoughts out to. to the family, of course, and people at Goodrich Middle School. I know some some folks who work there at Goodrich, and um, yeah, it sounds like just a, a terrible deal as well. All right, we're going to take a break right now. Seventy three degrees in the capital city. You are listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first one reminder, at 710 this morning, it is the Ticket Thursday contest. We find the best tickets for events, games, etc. in the city and around the city, and we give them to you, or at least give you a chance to win them. Today, we have got a platinum prize, a four-pack, a four-pack of tickets to see Alan Jackson at PBA on 826, uh, August 26th. So this is the uh, hotter-than-a-hoochie-coochie four-pack deal. Yeah, which well, you can if if you don't win it, you can uh, you can get it for one hundred ninety nine dollars. But we're going to give this away to somebody two hundred dollar value essentially for free if you can pass our lie detector country music edition. You have to get three multiple choice questions, and I've I've written this whole thing. You know, in fact, I will give you this is hard enough that if if I can trust Caleb and Mark and everyone not to cheat, I will give you Caleb and Mark. All, allow it to discuss them each one with you yeah i haven't looked at any of those yeah you have uh, no i, I, I have an it. encrypted document that you do not have access to that you're not no, no, it's encrypted it's but, encrypted okay yes there's no way the january 6th committee is getting their hands on this one 
So, uh, <laughs> so be ready for that cue to call. This is going to be. This isn't one of these. Uh, you know, the, the, you're, you're going to have an. It's a one out of three chance on three questions. That's it. That's it. And and maybe you guys will run the table with uh with help. Caleb's a pretty decent country fan. Yes. I made sure to put on my uh, my boots and my flannel today. You do. You look very country today. Now you're get you're starting to get in that fishing mindset, aren't you? I am a little bit. <laughs> I am a little bit. <laughs> your, your eyes lit up when I said that. There, yeah. There's uh, there's been a little nitty gritty band playing in my head. Caleb's got a uh, you got an exciting cut. You got to get through this week, and man, the, that's what it, this week the the, the you, month of Caleb really gets going here. You know, you know, usually it's like when you have events coming up, it can feel like that last week you have to get through just drags. This week is flying. It's by. flying. It's flying by. I just got to get to just got to get to Saturday. I'll get, have Husker Hour. We're gonna go have uh, supper down in Beatrice with my grandparents and my oh, parents. Could you water my pots at the? At the Jack Mitchell vacation home? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I can do that. Thanks. You need me to feed the cats? We, we definitely don't have cats. <laughs> you Rage, have cats now. Raging allergies. Just going to let you know. You haven't visited Raging in a allergics. while. Yeah, you're having a, a nice dinner in Beatrice. And then uh, the five in the morning, leaving from here. On Sunday. On Sunday So morning. tomorrow's my last show with you for... Until next Friday. Then you do one day. And then I do Friday. You come back just for Request Line Friday. And then I will be here Monday, Tuesday... Of the and next leave, week. And leave right after the show, um, and then getting married the uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, and I'll be gone Thursday, Friday. Okay, so four, so that's seven days. Yeah. Right. They got it all. So we get a little, we there. get a little halftime of your, yeah. your break. I mean, what, you, uh, look, I mean, so yeah, this is in essence like your bachelor party, right? It's going to be, yeah. But with your pops. With my out dad. There, out we'll, there fishing. Uh, we'll record one of my uh, podcast episodes up there. Cool. The new Hey Dad podcast. So, uh, that, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun up there. A few days out on the water. What are we, uh, what are, what are we fishing uh, for? Predominantly here? walleye. Sunfish. Sunfish. Predominantly crappy walleye. Carp. It, it, God, Northern no, pike. God, no to carp. Yes, there should be some pike that you might be able to get into. Um perch apparently the the limit is like 20 per person per day so i told my dad well if they get us into the right stuff we can bring back 120 perch you better get a bigger cooler <laughs> that's what he goes <laughs> i'm making you clean all of them said fish fry okay, for the can, wedding can you i was gonna say can you uh, can i uh eat something that you can you prepare me something that you catch yeah like what would be want. the best what would you what would be the ideal preparation of something that you catch i'll just bread it and fry it Okay, so just fried yeah. fried walleye, most yeah, likely. Yeah, we can do that. What are we serving that with? What What do you want it with? Like, do you want it with? I, I remember being little. We, sometimes we would like dip them in ketchup or ranch. <laughs> Feels like kids dip everything in ketchup. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah, ranch, ketchup. Yes, that's the that's the classic. If my daughter has ketchup left, like on her plate, yeah. and we'll bring a dessert, and it's like two little cookies. It's like we should take that her little plate away because otherwise she'll start dipping, dipping the cookie in the ketchup. That's how my that's and she won't eat the cookie. 
she'll just lick the ketchup <laughs> off of the cookie. And we're like, what in the world are you doing? That's how my kids were with ranch. I remember my son, you know, you you give little kids like chicken nuggets and, and ranch and stuff like that. And he would take his grapes. He would get a well-balanced meal, of course, chicken nuggets, ranch, and grapes. And he would take his grapes and he would dip them in ranch. And he would swear that 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 it tasted great. Kids are weird, that. man. Oh God, my, <laughs> I I wish, uh, boy, my kids and ranch. That is a that is a very dependent relationship that they've got. It's our fault. We're well, yeah, it's on it's, you. I mean, it's hundred percent my own fault. So I mean, what am I gonna? It's hard to it's hard to blame kids for a whole lot because you basically allowed whatever whatever happened happened with them. Yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> unlike Reggie, he's addicted to mulch. Calm down about the mulch. <laughs> I get you these raw hide chew toys that are meat flavored. They kind of look good to me a little bit, you know, just to use as a toothpick. But yet we're more interested in a tiny chunk of mulch that's outside and it's 102 degrees out there. And we're going to lay in the grass and gnaw on a piece of mulch yeah. instead of in the air conditioned house with a uh, with a four dollar rawhide stick. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I don't know if it's actual rawhide or whatever it is, but all right, sound off time. Should we do the sound off? Let's do the sound off. Let's start with hey, the inflation report came out yesterday. Oh, that was super encouraging. <laughs> oh god. This is the worst. This latest inflation report is a potential political disaster for Democrats. It shows within the last year, prices are up overall roughly 9%. That is a huge number. The largest increase we've seen since 1981. Let me break it down even further. I guess if you're looking for butter, it's more than 26% more expensive from last year. Eggs, more than 30%. Gas, close to a 60% increase. And if you're just trying to fly somewhere to escape these high prices, that costs more too. More than a 34% increase in airfare. The White House had a statement after the report came out saying, the headline inflation reading is unacceptably high. It's also out of date. Energy alone comprised nearly half of the monthly increase in inflation. The data does not reflect the full impact of nearly 30 days of decreases in gas prices. I mean, I guess that's a, a that's a little bit of a better statement than some of the ones that were coming out before where you, there's nothing that kind of gave a sense there's nothing we can do about how their messaging is not whether it's true or not how their messages messaging is not this is our absolute number one priority here's how we're dealing with here's what needs to happen all of those sorts of things mm-hmm. because it is going to you know whatever is happening with everything else whatever's happening with the the, the January 6th committee whatever is happening with issues like abortion and gun control and all of those things they will pale in comparison to the impact that this issue will have right. on people's motivation to vote and who they vote for. Right. And, and especially if it's not handled in a way that inspires a whole lot of confidence about mm-hmm. how and when it's going to come to Messaging an has been an issue, though, with this oh, administration. Been, yeah. Um, you, you don't have any clips on the, the New York Times poll, do you? No, I don't. Okay. Is- so, so there was a poll that there were 66% of Democrats, I believe it was, said they did not want Biden to run for another term. Yeah. And so a reporter asked Biden about this. I believe, I think it was uh, Kilmeter Clay and Buck had, had this sound yesterday. And it, so a reporter said, Biden, hey, wh- what's your response to the, the poll saying that your party doesn't want you to run, Democrats don't want you to run? And he said, 92% said they'd vote for me. And he said, two-thirds said they don't want you to run. Right. And he goes, 92% said they'd vote for me. That 92% is if it was between him and Trump... Right. They would vote for him. Right. 
but two thirds don't want it to even get to that point. Yeah, but I like the, the rock in the hard spot is you know they uh, you you want to win a potential race with maybe Trump. I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. and Biden was able to do that. Yeah, and and he worked sort of well for that moment. Um, but, but so is the, if somebody else jumps into that spot, who is it? Is there, is there someone else that would be able to perform like he did four years ago, uh, and win the thing? I don't, I don't know who that is exactly. And so, but I get why people are saying that. I Mm -hmm. mean, I completely, I completely understand why people are, are saying that. Um, but the messaging has been rough. It's just, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. No, it, it does really not. doesn't. And, and and that's me even saying that that explanation that these are outdated numbers. That's actually better than what they've been saying in the past <laughs> about about some of these things. Um, man, I just can't with this uh, Uvalde shooting video. We were just watching it again. It was up on yeah. uh, on the news that they were watching, and the parents. I mean, uh, completely understandable are furious about what it depicted, and are furious that. They didn't get to see it first, and it was leaked to the public and was all over TV uh, over the last couple of days. Hours after the videos went public on Tuesday, things got heated at Uvalde's city council meeting, with much of the anger directed at police. At 11.37, three officers were seen in the hallway taking fire from the suspect. So they retreat for almost the next hour. Dozens of officers from various departments are seen assembling in the hallway, while 911 calls are coming from children on the other side of that wall pleading for help. 12.30, an officer is seen using hand sanitizer. Then at 12.50, one hour and 17 minutes after the gunman first entered the school, federal agents breached the unlocked classroom door and killed the suspect. Like, how was there not how it, it, you the, like you watch the video and there's just groups of people there mm-hmm. just hanging out like it's a day in the hallways of a school putting on their backpack getting hand sanitizer doing all these sorts of things and they cut out most of the sound but there were gunshots ringing out during that time there were 911 calls coming in there was a young girl who called 911 twice from from one of those rooms and and they've got uh, they've got eventually they've got tactical gear they've got shields they're i assume most of them are wearing some kind of kevlar in this whole thing how is there not a person in that group that was just like okay we can't what are we doing here there was no sense there, of urgency there was no but and and i get it if there were some people who were driven by fear or whatever that was happened i just how was there not a person that basically said okay for, what are we doing here mm-hmm. 77 minutes yeah 77 minutes it's un it's just unthinkable it's unbelievable um all right what else do we have going on here this morning um let's do uh let's see oh this is let's do this one um so apparently congress uh getting the important things done uh they are making it easier for uh, people in the military to report ufo sightings um it's <laughs> Evidently, they had the well, big well, report. I mean, on, I mean, it was probably a, a taboo thing to like don't I, report I guess this. So, you might have to get a psych evaluation. Congress is apparently opening up that door. The House it. passed an amendment Wednesday to create a secure reporting system for UFOs. They want service members and other government workers to talk about UFOs they may have seen and to do it without fearing consequences. 
Information collected would go immediately to certain researchers and government personnel. It had bipartisan backing from Democrat Ruben Gallego and Republican Mike Gallagher, who said he wants to further Congress's ability to fact-gather and prove or disprove the origin and threat nature of whatever seems to be flying in our skies. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. That that they got bipartisan support on? Right. I remember back <laughs> in the, uh, the 2020 election, it was a little bit of a meme, but people were saying, Trump can just wrap up the election if he just comes out and says, hey guys, aliens are real and I've got all the secrets. <laughs> Elect me, and this next January, I'm telling you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we'll see if that nets any clarity on what's happening. You know, after we saw that picture with the telescope, who knows, right? All the any of those places you definitely don't. <laughs> any of those places that look like stars in the regular night sky <laughs> could be teeming with with aliens, with spaceships, with all of those those sorts. I of have things. concerns that you've never looked at the night sky other than standing next to a streetlight. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, this uh, is controversial in the sports world. My favorite team, baseball, Kansas City Royals. You hear about this? Uh, yeah. Uh, don't worry. They're not doing anything super noteworthy on the field, although they did win, I think, five out of six games, which is sort of well, shocking. Well, the, te- the team that they're playing is uh, only three and nine this month and just fired their manager yesterday. That yeah. should give them a boost well, going into the series. Well, you would think they're going to Toronto, but unfortunately they're going to Toronto with, like, Without half their team and almost all of their best players. Why? Because Bunch of, of double A and triple A guys. The vaccination rules in Canada. Those players are not being allowed into Canada because of restrictions on travelers who are unvaccinated against COVID nineteen. Among the sideline players are outfielder Andrew Betatendi, second baseman Whit Merrifield, and first baseman Hunter Dozier. All ten are being placed on baseball's restricted list. They will each forfeit four days' pay and major league service time. The decision not to get the shots will cost Betatendi one hundred eighty six thousand dollars and Merrifield. Field, 153,000. The players Jeez. cited personal decisions for themselves and their families to not get vaccinated. Bob Mortali, Fox News. Just when I was starting, just when they kind of, I, I, listen, I had no delusions that they were going to the playoffs this year, but I kind of picked up watching them again and it had been fun and they were winning games. They have all these, these young guys up and then they are, I mean, legit, six of their eight best players aren't going aren't going to this thing. Um, and here's here's the interesting thing about it, too, Caleb. At, le- two, at least two, maybe three, four of those guys are, are you know, where the time of year where the trade deadline comes. And the Royals are, are sellers, right? They're going to they're gonna be selling off teams to the uh, players, to the contenders. Uh, ben Intendi might be with the ho- one of the hottest trade ships in all of baseball right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Whit Merrifield might be as well. And you know who the typical buyers for these type of players are this time of year. It's it's the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Yankees who are doing really well, and they're always buying this time of year. To a lesser degree, maybe like the Red Sox, those sorts of things. But those teams are in Toronto's division. Yes. Toronto is, while well, they did just switch out their manager, they'd be in the playoffs right now. You could have a series... 
you could have a series not only at the end of the year against Toronto, and these guys wouldn't be able to play. Mm-hmm. Or, and so not not only are they going to be okay, the, their trade value is, well, here's is the thing. now gone down. So ESPN has got a quote from Whit Merrifield, and it goes on talking about the being a personal decision. But in here, he's got a, a sentence, and he says, if something happens and I happen to get on a team that has a chance to go play in Canada in the postseason, maybe that changes. Wow. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I kind of want to do this. This. Uh, uh, no, we'll save. We'll save the other one that I got for the morning drive. Okay. We'll do that one on the morning drive. All right. Seven uh, six three four seven fifty four for our listeners, in New York City and the East Coast. Uh, we are going to take a break right in now. Toronto. Talk to Cap- in Toronto. In <laughs> Toronto. Not with Merrifield. Uh, six fifty four. We'll take a break on KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, we got Matt from the Capital Humane Society joining us right now. Matt, you don't have any uh, dogs there that are, uh, you know, kind of experienced and uh, perhaps could get up with a puppy in the middle of the night, uh, take the puppy out to go to the bathroom, play with him for an hour before he wants to go back to bed by any chance. Oh, I might have a good fit for you. The, the uh, first dog I was going to talk about is Kangaroo Jack. Oh, wow. Oh, so tell me about Kangaroo Jack. Let's hear it. So Kangaroo Jack, he's approximately two years old. He's, a, we believe, a pointer mix. He's a neutered male. He's black and white in color and weighs about 46 pounds. But he is very tall and lanky. So, like, you know, uh, a teenager that goes through puberty and grows really fast. <laughs> you know, that's what he, he kind of looks like. But. Uh, he was left in our overnight kennels without any information, so uh, not sure uh, why that is. But he's a very happy, energetic guy. He can jump very high, hence his name. And so uh, his ideal home is definitely one with lots of outdoor playtime, walks, runs. And so if you got a high-energy puppy, maybe you go. Jack can uh, help wear out the puppy. For All right, him. we'll be coming in for an interview later this week <laughs> with, with, uh, with Jack. Uh, all right, uh, what else do we have this week? And then we got Chai Latte, and Chai Latte is an approximately six-year-old Siamese mixed spade female. She's a seal point, and she weighs about nine pounds, and she came in as a lost cat, and unfortunately nobody came looking for her. But if you're looking for a, a morning coffee buddy to hang out with you on the couch, she'd be a really good fit for you. Very good. Uh, how do people make adoptions right now, Matt? So Pylock Pet Adoption Center out at 70th and Highway 2. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. All right, very good. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. Let's get those pets adopted. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Have a good one. All right, Matt from the Capital Humane Society. Kangaroo Jack and Chai Latte. I don't know. I mean, can you do that? Can you just hire a dog to take to educate your puppy? Yeah. Is that a thing you can do? Does that exist? I mean, now now I'm interested in this market. I'd still fence in the backyard, but uh Well, yeah, that's uh that's another <laughs> that's another item altogether. Cool. <laughs> All right, uh coming up, listen, no more uh no more of me whining about my puppy situation. Now it's time for me to hook somebody up with a uh, four-pack of tickets to see Alan Jackson at Pinnacle Bank Arena. These uh, these four-packs are going for $199, which is a good deal, but we're going to give a pair, uh, not a pair, a, a foursome of them away free to somebody who passes my country music-themed lie detector quiz. In fact, I'll give you the help of Mark and Caleb. This should be fun. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. From the Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Now, there have been a lot of people in the, the community talking about how on, on Fridays, 
LNK Today with Jack and Friends is um, now the the top, the best uh, music station, morning mm-hmm. show in the capital city and in surrounding areas. Um, we are the uh, the highest rated music show in the capital right. city from seven to nine on Friday. Right. So uh, now even six. It's regardless. I mean, the three that we start off with are always the top. Well, we know those are the best ones. Regardless, though, uh, we are now after today, and and maybe a little, I think we're going to get some country music on request on Friday tomorrow with your top karaoke songs. There's no, there's no chance we're not going to have a decent amount on country. I will tell you my already my name. Yours is country. I already know <laughs> that. My, my, yours is too. I thought since you were going to do karaoke that you were just going to do an instrumental. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to do one part. Oh, okay. Of, I'm well, going to do the the uh, the one part, one of the four members. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, all that to say that perhaps we're Lincoln's now number one country music station morning show too. I don't think you have to stretch I, to say that at I all. I think you could probably, especially after we finish this quiz up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's they're talking about it in the coffee shops and at the co-op and and those sorts of things, and you know, you know, some people are saying it. And many, many, uh, many people. people are saying it. All right, so here's how it works. Uh, I got caller four on the line, and that is Sam. He's going to take the first shot of this. So lie detector works pretty easily. I, I uh, ask a question, and I give you three possible answers. One of them is is fake. One of them is not true. One of them does not belong in the group. The other two do. You need to identify the lie, the the fake one. Okay, I am giving you because I tested this uh, quiz on my wife last night, and she told me she thought it was challenging. I am giving you Caleb and Mark both picking country music songs tomorrow for Request Line Friday Karaoke Edition. I'm giving you their help throughout, so you can discuss uh, with them. But although I'm not going to give you unlimited time, we're not going to we're not going to do it that way. So, uh, so here we go. That's how it's going to work. All right. Uh, so first today is Sam. He's take the first shot at this. Good morning, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? All right. Good. Very good. All right. So let's uh, let's see if you can you can do this. Um, we're going to start with this. Which of these is not a Taylor Swift album? Which of these is not a Taylor Swift album? Evermore, Fearless, or October 1989? Evermore, Fearless, or October 1989? I'm pretty sure the album's just 1989. Sam, what do you think? October 1989. That is correct. Yes, that's correct. All right, that's one. Two more, and you get the tickets. Well, it already feels like All a right. win since we got a Taylor Swift one. Yeah, <laughs> it's go. not gonna. They're gonna get harder for oh, you, okay. Caleb. All right, which of these artists was not nominated for a Grammy for male country performance in 1987? Which of these was not on the nomination list? George Jones, Hank Williams Jr., or Ronnie Millsap? George Jones, Hank Williams Jr., or Ronnie Millsap? This was in 1987. My guess, ah, boy. I'd, I'd have to guess Hank Williams Jr., but that's just a pure guess. 80- I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Ronnie Millsap. You're going to go with Ronnie Millsap? Is it Ronnie Millsap? No, he was nominated in 1987. <sighs> Maybe should have listened to Mark. Maybe not. Maybe not. It might come back, so I can't say anything more than that. That's right. All right, so that uh, means Shane gets a shot of this morning, Shane. Good morning, fellas. All right, here we go. Which of these songs was not in the Rolling Stones' top five country songs of all time? So Rolling Stone put out a list of all best country songs of all time. Which of these was not on it? I Walked the Line by Johnny Cash, Crazy by Patsy Cline, or The Gambler 
by Kenny Rogers. I Walked the Line by Johnny Cash. Crazy by Patsy Cline. The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Two of them were in the top five of this Rolling Stone list. One wasn't. Hmm. Walk the line's definitely there. Yeah, walk. Yeah, I walk the line. I I wouldn't think crazy would be in there. I mean, they're they're just a, a more upbeat. They're going to have something more. Crazy is such a laid back. Shane, what do you I think? I like the logic. Uh, I'll, I'll go with crazy. Is it crazy? <laughs> no, Sorry. it's not. Maybe Sorry, Shane. you don't have to use the help if you don't want to. Just for the yeah. just for the record. Just for the record. All right, this is good. This is good. All right, uh, next is Gary. You can take a shot at this. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. All right, uh, which of these movies are not country music movie biopics? One of these is not a country music movie biopic. The other two are. All right. First movie is I Saw the Light. Second movie is Rope in the Wind. The third movie is Coal Miner's Daughter. I Saw the Light. Rope in the Wind or Coal Miner's Daughter, which is not a country music biopic. Well, I know Coal Miner's Daughter is. Okay. So you can... Yeah. Is it I Saw the Light or Rope in the Wind? Well, I Saw the Light would not really be a country song, but uh, actually, I'm going to go with Rope in the Wind. Is it Rope in the Wind? Yes! Good job! Rope in the Wind is just a Garth Brooks album title. I Saw the Light was about Hank Williams. So there you go. All right. All right. You got that one. There's one out of three. All right. Which Garth Brooks song did not make number one on the U.S. country billboard charts? Two of these did. One never did. Good luck on this one. Rodeo, Shameless, or Long Neck Bottle? Rodeo, Shameless, or Long Neck Bottle? Which did not make number one on the U.S. country billboard chart? Um, I'm going to say Shameless. Is it Shameless? It's not. Shameless was number one. Brought that Billy Joel vibe. Brought that Billy Joel vibe to country music, and it worked. Let's go. Let's go. This is great. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the name on this one. I was trying to listen to the question and their name. And okay. I think it starts with a J. Hey, well, who are we talking to right now? Jim. Jim. All right. Hi, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Well, we'll see in a few minutes. <laughs> All right. These guys, have uh, they can help you out if you want them. I don't know if that's what you want to do or not. All right. Which of these country music artists was not inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in the 2020s? Which of these country music artists was not inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in the 2020s? Ray Charles, the Oak Ridge Boys, or Hank Williams Jr.? Ray Charles, the Oak Ridge Boys, or Hank Williams Jr.? Uh, well, I, I'm just going to... Uh, Hank Williams Jr. was, if I remember I think that was 2020. Okay. I think that was during the pandemic. All right. Well, um, you can you can take that or leave it, Jim. Um, Ray Charles, Oak Ridge Boys, or Hank Williams Jr., one of those was not inducted during the 2020s. Who were they again? Ray Charles, yeah. the Oak Ridge Boys, <laughs> and Hank Williams Jr. I, oh, the Oak Ridge Boys, I think, went in way okay. earlier than that. But that's I, that's just my... Wild, yeah, not like audacious those, guess. Not like those newcomers like Ray Charles, right? Yeah, but he <laughs> he really wasn't that. You guys want uh, you got what do you guys want to go with? Uh, I'll go with the Ogre Boys. <laughs> yes, you're right. The Ogre Boys came up with that one. All right, um, all right, here we go. 
There's a little more Alan Jackson-centric on this one, which is not the title of an Alan Jackson album, which is not the title of an Alan Jackson album. Rain in Memphis, Drive, or Freight Train? Rain in Memphis, Drive, or Freight Train? Uh, You there, Caleb? I'm here. I'm leaning Freight Train. You're leaning Freight Train. Mark, where are you leaning? I, I... Can't disagree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I should know that. Yeah, we'll go with freight train. Is it freight train? No, that's very much an Alan Jackson song. I'll probably play some songs from it on yeah. this concert. You probably should should know that if you go. Are we gonna be able to do this? We're fi- well, uh, maybe. All right, so we may have to go back to some uh, old questions. All right, Shane. Here we go. Uh, uh, Shane, uh, which of these country singers is not from Canada? Which of these country singers is not from Canada? Anne Murray, Shania Twain, or Pam Tillis? Anne Murray, Shania Twain, or Pam Tillis? Which is not from Canada? Pam Tillis. This might be the, that yeah. might be, that's probably that's the, easiest the easiest one. one. That's yeah. easy. You got that one. All right. Which artist did not did not have a number one album in 1993? Billy Ray Cyrus, Dolly Parton, or Alan Jackson? Billy Ray Cyrus, Dolly Parton, or Alan Jackson? One of those did not top the album chart in 1993. Dolly Parton. That's correct. That's correct. All right. All right. Here one we go. More. Here we go. Which food is not mentioned in Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee? Which food is not mentioned? Fried chicken, burger, or grape snow cone? Fried chicken. chicken. You know your country music, Shane. I knew grape snow cone was in there. Shane, you did it, man. You did it. You have got a four-pack of tickets to see Alan Jackson at PBA August 26th. It's a $200 value. We're going to set you up nice with this concert. It should be fantastic, and you know your country music, so you deserve them. Congratulations, man. Thanks, guys. That's great. Yeah, there you go. Take somebody for a burger and a grape snow cone. <laughs> Very good. All right, hang tight. Caleb's going to get your information. Let's go back through some of these. The artist that was uh, not nominated for a Grammy male performance in 1987. The choices were George Jones, Hank Williams Jr., and Ronnie Millsap. I said Hank Williams. Really yeah, you guys. You guys all picked all the. The they both did. George Jones was the one. What year know, was that? Eighty-seven. 87. It might have been a little past George Jones' heyday there. Um, Okay, which of the songs was not in the Rolling Stones' top five top country songs? I Walked the Line, Crazy by Patsy Cline, or The Gambler by Kenny Rogers? It's The Gambler. It was like in the top 30, but it was not in the elite top five level. Uh, let's see. You um, let's see. You guys got the country movie biopic one. Oh, the Garth Brooks one that didn't make number one on the country Billboard chart. This surprised me when I did the research. Rodeo, Shameless, or Shameless or Long Neck Bottle. The the song I know most of those is Rodeo, probably, or I've heard yeah. the most. That never made it to number one though. Peaked at uh, I think three on the well, country charts. I, well, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have either. Um, let's see. You guys got the Oak Ridge Boys. The Alan Jackson, the fake Alan Jackson album was Rain in Memphis. I just made that up. Sounds like a country album. Sounded good enough. Drive and Freight Train are both real ones. You were right. Pam Tillis, not a, uh, not, uh, not from Canada. Uh, did not have a number one album. Ninety three uh, was uh, Dolly Dolly. Parton. Got that one correct. This one I threw this question out because I didn't follow the lie detector method on it correctly. But the show Hee Haw ended in what year? These are just for fun now. Oh. Uh, the show Hee Haw ended in what year? Eighty three, ninety, or ninety seven? 
97. Hee Haw went on until 1997. I had no idea. I would have guessed 1990. Okay, let's see. Uh, Maybe, I bet Caleb can maybe help on on some of these now. Which of these artists, these are for fun, just I want to use the rest of my questions. Which of these artists were not nominated for CMA's Entertainer of the Year in 2021, the most recent class? Luke Combs, Kane Brown, or Carrie Underwood? Uh, Kane Brown. Correct. Which city is not mentioned in Big and Rich's Come Into Your City, which is also the college game day theme? Jefferson City, Missouri, San Antonio, Texas, or Albuquerque, New Mexico? Uh, Jefferson City. No, Jeff City's in there. It's Albuquerque. Albuquerque. It's Albuquerque. Uh, let's see. Which actor was not in the Johnny Cash movie Walk the Line? Reese Witherspoon, Matthew McConaughey, or Joaquin Phoenix? Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Joaquin Phoenix played actual Johnny Cash. Yeah, I was like, you named the two big ones. Which which artist does not currently have a song in the country top ten on iTunes? Morgan Wallen, Bailey Zimmerman, or Chris Stapleton? Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen does. I don't think Chris Stapleton does. Chris Stapleton does not. Which country artist hasn't had a hit single with rapper Nelly? Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, or Florida Georgia Live? Uh, Keith Urban. Correct. The other two do. All right, I got more, but I, have, I see me. I had a bunch more. Jeez. Didn't ever use them. Oh, here's one last good one. Over and Which over country and artist did not perform at the Farm Aid in, event in Lincoln in 1987? Vince Gill, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, or John Denver? John Denver. Vince Gill. Denver was that. You guys both Nitty Gritty Dirt Band was the one that didn't. <laughs> Lincoln's Top Country Station. <laughs> it's LNK, or Top Country Morning Show. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLN. All right. By the way, just so everybody knows, this is for you guys more than anything. I'm on, like, sneeze alert right now for some reason. I don't know what's happening. And they are weird. Why do you have, like, the weirdest sneezes I've ever heard? <laughs> well, my dad had the weirdest sneezes I ever heard. He would, uh, he would. I don't know, do you guys know people who sneeze like this when they go, Bleh! it sounds more like a a cough? There's got, there should be a perceptible ah and chew to your sneeze, but instead he was always just like, Bleh! It's always odd to me. Sorry. What is a sneeze? uh, What type of uh, accessory for wearing does a sneeze sound like? I don't know. A shoe. (laughs) That was that was not your best work. (laughs) Was that made up? Was that made up? I don't even think you got that one from a source or anything. It wasn't made up. It was a long, long time ago. I don't remember just (laughs) how the lead-in was bad. That's fine. It's, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> Number five. A little bit of a neighborhood squabble in the country club oh area. 1011 oh uh, has the story on it. Uh, they're on just off 27th Street south of Sheridan. Uh, evidently, a historic, somewhat historic house is scheduled to be torn down because the cost to remodel it would be prohibitive. Um Mark Derrish, who lives nearby, says, I don't want this beautiful home to be destroyed. But then he goes back to the uh, uh, Miller and Payne apartment yeah. store family, Miller family. Yeah. So there it is, built in the 1900s. But the uh, head of Huddle, co-founder of Huddle, uh, bought the property last year, and they wanted to remodel it and decided that it was better to raise it and build new. Now, okay, so uh, there are pictures. Yesterday, apparently, there were people out, like, demonstrating demonstrating in front of it. Are these, I, I don't know the answer to this question. This is rhetorical. I know you don't either. But are these, like, actual neighbors in, in the area? People who are the, the the going to be the neighbors of these people when, when they get it up? Or are these, 
you know, just kind of associate more like a, a general preservation type cause because if their neighbor, this is an awkward start to a neighborhood relationship, right? Hey, uh, yeah, you want to you know, come over? We're having a barbecue at our our newly built house. I mean, we're looking. Say this is happening in summer twenty twenty three, and and uh, neighbors like, you know what? I don't want to go there. We didn't want you to. We didn't want you to rebuild that house. I don't know. It just it, it could lead to something that's a little bit awkward uh, with with this whole thing. Now it's on the national. It's on the register of. Help me with this, Mark. It's on the. National uh, Register of Historic Places, which does not protect it from being apparently demolished. Which, uh, I would have thought. Well, I know there's certain things that that go along with that. That if they're going to do any uh, remodeling, that they have to get the, the, that stuff all approved. Okay, but uh, I mean, it doesn't sound. I mean, the way that everyone's talking about it is like it's uh, you know this is this is going to go down. This is actually going to happen. Now, I I did see that. Uh, in the 1011 piece that you were referencing, uh, Peter Salter had a big article about this a couple of weeks ago. This has been ongoing for a while, but it was it was interesting because one of the uh, one of the neighbors is Mark Whitehead from Whitehead Oil, and he uh, came out like contacted 1011 to sort of defend uh, defend the situation, and he said uh, that that this uh, this Wurtz guy, the Huddle guy, said uh, he, the quote is he's writing his own legacy right now, building a business in Lincoln. Every bit every bit is formidable. If not formidable, then Miller and Payne. Yeah, which is an odd. Com- I had never thought of comparing Huddle and Miller and Payne before. Chris Lofgren, yes, you have anything to add? I do. I walk that neighborhood quite a bit when we walk dogs that are visiting and things like that. So it's not too far from my place. So I see it all the time. It's a small house, and by today's standards, it probably isn't really that efficient for a new family and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty much in favor of of making the change and bringing that piece of property back into today. Well, it's you know it's interesting because he uh, he said that the plan was to renovate the whole thing. Yeah. That, There's that, plenty of room to have added on to it and some of those kinds of things, but I think they're probably thinking of maybe changing the roof line and all those kinds of things to give it enough right. space for a new family. And it, I, I'm sure, just looking at it, I would assume that there is not enough in that structure to really right. accommodate things in some very small rooms and things like that. I looked up the uh, looked up the assessor's page on it. I was curious yeah. to look at t- sort of the transfers of uh, of this thing, and um, it's it's gone through several of them. But yeah, you're uh, not divulging too much. It's not like this is public information, but this is a uh, this is a seven digit purchase here. Yeah. One point four million. One point four million, according to ten eleven, they purchased it last year. Uh, they got their demolition permit and filed a building permit for the new home at two point two million. So. There, we're pausing for a sneeze uh, off line, but anyway, there is uh, uh, you know some significant dollars and a two point two million dollar home. It's probably going to fit in very very well uh, architecturally. I'm sure they're taking into consideration the yeah. location. Yeah, yeah, probably. It, it's a huge piece of ground, so the the land alone is probably worth I would say probably half of what they paid for it yeah. at, at a minimum. All right. Jack, do you have the Rick Sign Recognition text line open? Uh, no. Brad in Fox get... Hollow said his parents lived there for forty years. That was his childhood home. What? That was Brad and Fox Hollow's home. Wow. I wonder how he feels about this. So this is one full acre. 
Yeah, uh, the lawn is huge. Yeah, the, the the land is huge. No kidding, Brad and Fox Hollow actually lived there. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he said I, they're uh, not happy. D- okay, <laughs> I wouldn't like it if my I have I have two other houses I've lived in Lincoln and I drive by them all the time too. Mm-hmm. Like there's part of me that always wants to go and walk around in them, but that's creepy. I feel like that's anytime you you move away from a house anytime because I only my family and I we only lived in Dodge up near Fremont until I was seven years old. But anytime I would drive through that town, I was like, we gotta go look at the old house. I, I will always take uh, South Thirty Third Street. You know, when I don't have to, over by Lincoln Southeast, just because I want to drive by my old house and and look around and ask my son if he remembers it, which he never does. But <laughs> it's uh, that's interesting. All right, well, thank you for that input, Chris. That's uh, that's you helpful bet. on that. Appreciate yeah. it. Number four, Bill Shamert at ten eleven. His last day on the air in Lincoln is, I believe, it's six o'clock tonight. Uh, moving over to uh, the uh, uh, co-owned station, uh, KETV, as their 5 and 9 p.m. anchor in Omaha, Newswatch 7. Okay. Uh, I knew he was he was taking off, and so he's going to be finishing things up now there. Uh, man, ah, this stinks. It, it, it stinks a loss for... A loss for Lincoln. You had a uh, uh, a young guy who was connected to to Lincoln, and I thought I think did a really good job not only as an anchor but as a journalist as well. Uh, also, was you know our relationship with him has been really good as well, and so that's uh, that that's too bad. But man, the reality of reality of that business, Mark. Um, you know the. <laughs> Sometimes it's a big financial decision that goes along with it that I'm sure probably played in. I don't know. I'm going to build on my podcast in a couple of weeks, and and we'll kind of find out more about that. Well, obviously, you know, when you're in that uh, that key role at a TV station and the company wants to move you to a larger market, uh, that says a lot about your uh, your worst to the company. Right. Yep. No doubt. No doubt about that at all. All right. Moving on this morning. Number three. You guys are going to have to find something else to look at during the show breaks this morning. I just checked uh, the error code 131, internal error. That's what you're getting when you try to get on the Twitter this morning. Uh, yeah, so this has been going on for about 40 minutes. And Caleb, at last check, uh, still down. Let me do a little refresh. Yep, I, just, I just checked our tweet deck, and that's an internal error. Getting differing messages, uh, web, mobile, all of that. Uh, over capacity, even errors just saying the page is down. So, um, who knows? Yeah. The uh, the website downdetector.com, which uh, is pretty yep. good at letting you know when some web pages are down, it's actually coming down from its peak. So, uh, a fix might be out there shortly, right. but. Uh, it peaked around about 55,000 reports, which is significant. And I will say the thing that everything is thinking, everyone is thinking, right? I mean, if you're if you're uh, looking at the mystery of how this potentially originated, you got one guy that you want to question right off the bat, am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's no question about it. There's no question. I mean, uh, no, nah, there is a question about it. I have no idea if Elon Musk did it, but... <laughs> I yeah, doubt no. it. I doubt it. I doubt it. What am I going to do all day? I'm, this is showing my addiction to this website. I've weaned myself off Facebook. I just can't get into Instagram that much, but but all day long for me. You need to have an account on Truth. <laughs> I might have to sign up. <laughs> or Parler. Or Getter. Is Parler still a thing? Mm-hmm. Is it really? I don't know if it's very active. Okay. I'm... I don't know if it was even a thing. All right. Moving on. 
Number two. State leaders and spires gathered at the Capitol uh, raising awareness on the new National Suicide Prevention Lifeline as of Saturday. You can either dial the uh, toll-free number or simply 988, and that'll put you in touch uh, with trained crisis counselors here in Nebraska. That is handled by Boys Town. Uh, great, great idea. You, you remember, Caleb, you probably know this. There was uh, the, the old or the, the previous existing number was so long. It wasn't something that was easy to remember. Well, and there was a song it actually was so made. Long that they did an entire song where the number is not actually in the song, but they made it the title. They of made it. it the title of the so song. That so anytime would, you were listening to it, that number was there. Yeah. Um, but this is um, this is a, a a legitimate good step in the right road. When we talk about mental health, and I think I think you know, I think it's a bipartisan thing that that people are talking about the the needs for. And I know it gets kind of buried by the gun debate and everything else, but it's important to take some proactive steps. And this doesn't fix everything, but come on, if, if somebody's in that situation, we want them to get help. Mm-hmm. It's got to be easy. And having to Google a phone number. At that point, when you're in that space of mind, does not seem particularly particularly conducive to it being utilized as much as it should be. So right. now you got to have a big public information campaign. You got to get that out and get it as commonplace in your head as as nine one one. Well, and that that's the thing. The way nine one one became commonplace is because you had to have people know it. They didn't have to be trying to find a way to get in touch with authorities you right. know so yeah. you made it a number that people were going to be able to know and now you're going to do the same thing in in this instance and just make it that common knowledge that people know from the time from the time you're little it's just one of the numbers that you know yes. going forward yeah now one of the uh, uh, people behind this move is a lady by the name of Kristen Christie uh, she's a suicide prevention warrior, resilience trainer, uh, speaks around the world at military bases and civilian events about suicide prevention. She actually worked with President Trump in Congress to get this uh, and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline to get this change underway. It's so and, obvious. It's and so smart and so obvious. Kristen is uh, Doug Fitzgerald is guest this Saturday on oh, really? One Shot, One Life. Interesting. Yeah, really, yeah. And I mean... It, it goes without saying for us that this is an issue that's touched us at KLIN um, uh, very closely. It's um, you know something you still think about, like how could these things be avoided? How could how could they change? What what could be different? And like I said, this is not you know this is not everything. But man, we need to we need to find some real serious steps when it comes to this. And it's an issue that I don't think really needs to be particularly divisive in any way. Uh, at this point, and so when we when we talk about mental health, uh, uh, it's I hear a lot of politicians talking about it, but they're they're long on talking about it, but a little short on actually doing things about it. Right. Sometimes, um, and just a, a quick other thing, talking about uh, other programs. If you, I had a, a, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Cromberg on my Jack Mitchell podcast. It's still up, um, and he's been very open with his struggles with with mental health. Um, and among the things he deals with is um, bipolar disorder, and he he's open about the fact that he had made an attempt on his own life during this, and he gets real specific about the things that um, he thinks would be helpful in this. So if you're interested in that topic more, uh, take a listen to my podcast. It's the one from a couple of weeks ago. All right, you get that at KLIN.com or any of your favorite podcast services. Number one. The Eagles. Now, this is the musical the band, group. Not the, the football band, team. Yeah. Uh, or the 
flap around flying type of eagles. Right. Uh, the eagles singing the praises of New York City prosecutors. They went after a rock memorabilia dealer and two other men trying to sell handwritten li- uh, lyrics to Hotel California and other hits. The men lied to auction houses and buyers about how they got Don Henley's lyrics to Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, and New Kid in Town. Prosecutors said the document's worth over a million dollars. The group's manager said they're irreplaceable pieces of music. Well, how did history. they get them then? Yeah, that that's the uh, that's, that's what, the question. But uh, look at the NY, the New York prosecutors standing up for the Eagles. Yeah, they had them in. Uh, they were doing the perp walk with them. Had them in handcuffs and getting uh, getting with it. I think they went to the auction house actually and, and got them there. Wow. I don't know that I'd pay that much for those. Uh, you know, it's Don Henley though. You, Don Henley can get fired up. It might surprise you. Don Henley can get fired up when he thinks he's been double crossed, and uh, he does here without a doubt. All right, that's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on Lincoln's News and Talk fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 758 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. We have any uh, karaoke requests yet for tomorrow? Or We've got we... several. Oh, we karaoke. have several already? Okay, I hadn't, didn't know. Um, I'll just let you know, Mike A is going to play some Wrap It Up. Laura, you're so vain. Oh, don't spoil anymore for me. I want to... I... No, I'm letting the people know that there are some good requests Okay, out that's there. good. That's fine. Just a sampling. If you haven't heard yet, tomorrow request line Friday, brand new theme. The song that, whether you've ever sung karaoke or not, but you had one moment where you had to just slay up there, where you had to to kill, and the room was going to love it. You know, how matter how good or bad of a singer you are, what song are you picking for that single moment, your one moment in time? And uh, might be some singing along in the studio tomorrow. We'll there see. will be. Yeah, there will be. It's eight <laughs> o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. All right, greetings. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour this Thursday, July 14, 2022. 79 degrees in the capital city. A little rain shower earlier this morning. Kind of depended on what part of the city you were in <laughs> in terms of whether or not you had some significant rainfall. Mark told me there were three 100s out at the airport, uh, but he had more like three tents out at his place. So probably varied just a little bit. Uh, I haven't emptied my rain gauge for like two weeks, so I have no idea. It probably isn't doing a whole lot of good right now. But nonetheless, it is time to talk Grow Lincoln. Uh, we're going to have Robin Eshelman joining us here in just a bit. Dave Albertson studio with us right now. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I am good. It is, uh, it's good to have you with us. Why don't we start off, actually, with that permit that you were, you were telling yeah. us about here at the beginning, uh, and then we can get to some of the other items. We've talked on the show over the last week a little bit about the plans for the Warhorse Casino that is going to be going in. We've got a little bit more of an idea of what it's going to look like, what the timeline is, those sorts of things. And you were watching the permits, and you were able to see a little bit of, of what's going to be happening out there in the near future. Well, yeah, this is this is something that's going to be happening uh, sooner than the casino. And needless to say, there's a lot of... Uh, regulations they have to deal with in order to get that up and going but this is a permit for 350 parking stalls 1,051,000 and this is uh adjacent to the uh well it's really on the existing area where that racetrack is Yeah. yeah which which they are going to be transforming 
kind of an initial version of the casino, from what I understand. They're going to open up, to the extent they can, an initial version of the casino sometime in the coming, like, two, three months that they're looking to. So I'm not sure... I'm not sure if this is because they're probably going to get enough people there at the outset that they're going to need parking for well, them. At least at 315 point, stalls, they're thinking. Yeah. Additional stalls. But yeah, they're going to be up and running with slot machines and sports betting kiosks and uh, other things like that before the end of 2022. Uh, really, well, before the uh, before the halfway point of the football season, probably, uh, which will be fascinating. People, so People love to gamble. <laughs> people love to gamble. Hey. It's um yeah it it's going to be interesting to see what the reception is. I don't know if you guys looked at any of the artist renderings of the uh the place that they got though. It looked it's nice the be, stuff that I've seen. It's going to be pretty yeah it's going to be gonna pretty be high end and, and what'll be interesting to me too is they do have some like event space that's going to be there. Obviously the last part of it is going to be a hotel as well. Kind of fast I mean we talk so much about the gambling part of it but how will how how will that be used exactly? What kind, how is that going to compare to what other hotels are doing? And then the other question that I've got is, how much is that traffic complicated down there? A traffic situation down there at 14th and Old Cheney and Warlick going to be complicated with more and more traffic going out that direction? Right. Well, I mean, they can't help it. Let's put it. It's, it's, it's got to make it well, more. Difficult. They apparently are moving forward. I mean, although it there. is a ways away. Let's. Let right, but know. most places you're coming from will be having you would to go. go through you'd there. be going through that unless we're, you're coming from further south, or unless further you're taking, west. unless you're coming there from Highway 77. Right, unless you're 77 or months away. I guess if you lived in in uh, east east northeast Lincoln, you could just go jump on the South Beltway. Yeah, if you wanted to zoom yeah. over there. Perhaps. Which is supposed to be done in, if I remember correctly, May. May. So, yeah, it'll be, you'll have the early days of the casino open before it, but they'll probably be both full steam a um, year plus from now uh, with that. So, man, have you been out to Highway 77 and where the new bypass is? The, inter- the interchange oh. with, with the South yes. South Highway? And it, it's, it's really taken. So, shape. I've only been further east you know like going into hickman so going to yeah. hickman a lot but go, look just looking down over some of those overpasses where you can just see the you know see the whole thing and finally like for the first time really get a sense of what that's going to look like and what it's going to feel like robin eshman's here as well uh yeah robin it's going to be yeah you're uh, i just hadn't been able to totally get a feel for exactly where and how it would be used and you really can now when you're you're driving oh, yeah. over there yeah, yeah, I was on the bike path the other day and went underneath it. This would be over closer to the 14th Street. And, you know, I went under this huge structure with lots of shade. And it's like, is that it? Is right. that the bike? So I came back. It's like, yes, yep. I just went underneath it. Yep. It was Absolutely. pretty cool. All right, let's get in. That's uh, interesting there, Dave. We'll see how fast they get that, that thing going so people can park there. And speaking of, you know, that you were referring to that Warlick Boulevard yeah. renovation. I went to the public hearing. Oh, and they, did you? And they are taking comments. So if, you know, if you're like Jack out there and you're not sure this is going to handle the casino traffic now is really the time to give the feedback. Do they have a Do they have a plan? I mean, is there? Yeah, are they basically, kind of developing. Yeah, it still? there is a church out there, and basically, they're creating a road structure around the church. The church is kind of in an island, mm-hmm. and you will go clear around that to get the various different ways. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they scrapped one plan before, too expensive, and 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 now we're still working. This, on this looks thing. so much more sensible, though. Does it? Yeah, okay, that's yeah. good to hear. And you know the the traffic that they talk about there. I mean, we have a lot of traffic at Forty Eighth and O. Right. You know, we yeah. don't build a double roundabout there, so. Uh, let's talk about 7100 Husker Circle, an Indian motorcycle. What news can you guys give us on this? Well, as as you mentioned, this is a uh, uh, formerly Indian motorcycle. They, apparently, according to social media, they lost their franchise, and they did try to sell other uh, motorcycles unsuccessfully. And the building was purchased not that long ago by Enterprise Holdings out of St. Louis, Missouri, which is the same entity that owns Alamo, Rent-A-Car, and National Rent-A-Car. And a worker who was on site there confirmed that this will be an Enterprise uh, okay. uh, Rent-A-Car location. So we're they pulled talking- a, they pulled a building permit, and we saw that, and that's what kind of got our got us thinking about this for three hundred sixty one thousand dollars to build out some retail space for people who don't recognize Husker Circles. This is North Twenty Seventh, right. kind of by the interstate seventy seven right. in that area. A lot of car dealerships out there and those sorts of things. So kind of by the TSC that's out there. Yeah, absolutely. And now every time we say pull to permit, I am reminded of the Facebook question. <laughs> right. that said, Does pulled mean they like lost yeah, their I, No, it actually means the opposite. It means right. you, they applied you for got a permit. One. <laughs> they applied for a yeah. permit. Uh, all right. Uh, news about what's going on at that uh, Burger King that's been shut down for a while over there on 14th and Highway 2 right across from the penitentiary. Yes. What are they going to put there? Well, what we heard was that that was purchased, I don't know, a couple years ago. And yeah, there was, was supposed to be a coffee shop that was supposed to go in there. And I have not. Have you seen a coffee shop there? I haven't seen one. No, I'm not. I'm not sure about. But that. all of a sudden, um, we. I was driving past the other day. Big old sign, Earth and Home. Um, that po- I saw that as I drove by, and then there was an article like a day or two later, the Lincoln Journal Star, that it's a home decor store. Interesting. Yeah, and I not think, what I would have guessed. And I going think, there. I think they're only taking half the building, so maybe there's. I thought the coffee shop. I thought I saw signs that 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 was up all right our listeners can help with that yeah sure. they can That's help a us. place that a lot of people are sure driving by it's and pretty high visibility yeah yeah you don't miss that Do you know what a dumb thought i always had about that burger king when it was open i used to used to drive through that sometimes when i worked downtown and and go there but um i always wondered you know how uh, burger kings have uh you know they do the flame broil thing so they yeah. got the hood and all the the smell from the burgers comes out i wonder how much that wafted into the penitentiary and people were like <laughs> oh, <laughs> i know it's kind yeah. of a sad thought isn't like, it you know, but, we're having chicken nuggets today and that smells better <laughs> over there yeah. which by the way the, speaking of smell marketing the, <laughs> <laughs> what Laszlo's does, or now our next one is about Edgewood, but I I go to Edgewood a lot for various things, and what they're doing with smell marketing there at Laszlo's is <laughs> ridiculous. The, the 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 way that, and this is a good thing, the way that that area smells at almost all times of the day, it almost puts me in a trance to go walk over there. I don't, it, I don't even know if that's legal. It was doing that uh, when Stackwoods w- was Stackwoods. in there. Because downtown, yeah, d- downtown, downtown like the that. The same too. way, yeah. yeah. If the wind is blowing out of the south at that point, 
I start to expect like people who are going to Super Saver or Petco <laughs> or, or Target just to go eh, turn into zombies. I need smoked meat. Ah. I don't know why my zombies sound like robots. <laughs> okay, so you have uh, some news about that general area, the Edgewood area. Well, what we? well speaking <laughs> speaking of Edgewood, there used to be a Husker headquarters there. Um, we also hear from the Lincoln Journal Star they are moving. To a space next to Barnes and Noble at South Point. Oh, uh, and it's going to have a new name, Alumni Hall yeah. Stores. Which that changed I think, it over a few, several months ago. Yeah, they, the other locations I think went downtown, downtown and it's already yeah. open with that name. So, and when you say Edgewood, you mean I consider Edgewood on the east side of well, 56th yes. Street, but you, this is the west. Technically, side. I was probably wrong about that. That's not. It's that's the, called Alamo, right? Alamo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where yeah. the fort is, and yes. and, and yeah, uh, yeah. That's the Alamo. Bird, and the bird Edgewood store. area. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wild bird habitat. Wild bird habitat. Thank you. Gotta Shout help out, you out wild there. bird habitat. We've got. I've gone there. My mom goes there many times to fill up her her bird feeders. So <laughs> they right, have so a loyal following at that. They do. At that I mean, store. Great local business. Yeah. yeah. Great local business. Real aficionado. That's uh. That uh, so next to Barnes and Noble, huh? Yeah. I'm trying to picture where that is in South Point. Probably, I, I guess Dave. I mean, there's nothing west of Barnes and Noble, so it's right. probably east yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. probably made so. by the movie theater area. To some, um, all right. Well, that'll be a that's a that's gonna be a better location for him. I mean, that's yeah. a nice location for say, yeah, because yeah, they don't have a sports. But not for sh- but not for me. <laughs> Maybe not, because but there was, I, there was no I liked street going there. Visi- there was no street visibility yeah. before from from that whole thing. Which now you're just gonna have tons of foot traffic yeah. in that area, and you'd obviously. have the shields people. Right, that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, right, you got that as well. All right, uh, South Thirty Third and Pioneers. Ooh, my old stomping grounds when I used to live on South Thirty Third. What this we is more up there? Robin's line again. Muse, a beauty collective, has the name on Facebook. Um, apparently, this is makeup artist and photography. So, I guess a little bit of Hollywood glam. A beauty collective? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, Interested? This, this goes with this theme that we are seeing that it's all about makeup, spa, hair, nails, um, you know, eyebrows, eyelashes. And I... I didn't even get this on the list. I saw another new business at 27th and O within the last few days. And I forget the name. We can bring you the name another time. But when I looked it up, it's basically a warehouse and distribution to stores like this. And they've got, you know, the, the supplies that those shop owners need to fulfill their salon. So this is the thing now. You know, we're not buying clothes. We're buying beauty products. You know, uh, uh, old school Lincolnites will appreciate this. Still, every time I drive by 27th and O and and that little area there, I look so on the northwest corner there, I always look to see if the Snowflakes snow cone uh, store is still there. Did anybody else remember that? One of my first high school date we went to. Yeah, it was a place called Snowflakes there, and they had they sold snow cones. Which corner? And they had on the northwest corner there in that okay. little strip mall area. I think there's a there's nail salon. There's there a nail now. salon. There used yeah. to there's been like a, phone, a paycheck cell, advance cell thing, and yeah. uh, but no Snowflakes was there. Yeah, anybody else remember Snowflakes? Send me a text if you remember Snowflakes. They had like a hundred <laughs> different snow cone flavors. I took a date there once. It uh, it didn't work. Uh, um, it was not she flaked successful. Out. Apparently, no, apparently, she I had out. more success a few years later when I took At my Apple, now Apple wife Bees. to Applebee's yeah. in Sioux City. That was yes. a better place to yeah, go. I really upgraded. <laughs> uh, more news, more costly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
was, it was, but not not as bad as it is now. Uh, all right, what else do we? This is an interesting one. So Habitat U- Humanity used to be on Y Street, kind of right. in the area of Forty Eighth and Y. Um, that is uh, that's changing, but the new tenant is really interesting. Yeah, Dash Mart is going in there. They're owned by DoorDash, and they're an uh, order. You order online, and you pick up point for goods. And it's more than restaurant food, you know, all sorts of goods, household essentials from drugstore type of products, snacks, desserts, local restaurant condiments, and most importantly, dog food. Ah, that would be that would be good. So Dashmart, I need I need to understand what this so it's they work with local businesses apparently. Yeah. What, what it's this a little is. hard to understand what they do, but it's it's sort of a broadening of okay, we'll uh, we'll we'll get your restaurant order to you fast. And now there's this component of it. Well, if the restaurant has a condiment, like I don't know, Dorothy Lynch dressing right. or or Misty's seasoning or something right. like that. I mean, they have these partnerships with local restaurants that you can get some of the condiments, but then they've also branched out into these other things like snacks and desserts, and you can. Order it from and run over and pick it up. And the same with dog food. I'm not sure how they're making so, these uh, decisions and how we as consumers are supposed to grasp. They opened this concept <laughs> during the pandemic and the, their release said Dash Mart's an entirely new channel for local businesses to reach customers online, transforming how our merchant partners can sell their retail products. We've expanded our partnerships with national brands as well. Um, but uh, but perhaps the smaller businesses that don't have an ability to have right. an infrastructure for this kind of a thing, and it's online and ordering. it's pickup. You know, you yeah. go pick, like a, they probably get it ready for oh. you, and you just grab it and go. I'm I fascinated with that. Yeah, we'll see how that uh, ends up. All right, uh, guys, what do we? Uh, what do we have coming up on the show this week? Well, uh, we had Matt Olberding last week and asked him what his thoughts are on national companies and local companies staking out these controversial political positions. And you can catch that podcast. It's pretty interesting. We are going to have Paige Zutavern this week from Strictly Business and ask her the very same question. What do you think yeah. about these national and local companies getting into politics? Also, we'll have Joel Rinky. He recently bought John Henry's Plumbing. There's no John Henry anymore. Oh. Um, so what was it like for him to buy a business and then a company associated with united airlines has moved into a building near the airport so we'll find out what that's all about all right lots mm-hmm. of good stuff it sounds like uh, be listening to noon you can also check out the podcast at klin.com robin dave thank you very much we'll talk to you next week all right thanks, thanks. for having us guys Girl lincoln team 825 break sports next on klin get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox sign up for the daily at klin.com you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 839, Thursday morning. I am in, uh, I'm in counting the days mode until uh, until college football, until Husker football gets going, and, and volleyball for that matter, too. I found myself, I found myself uh, doing the thing that I always do this time of year. I go to, I go to YouTube and I just type in, uh, whatever the coming season is, I, I type in 2022, either college football hype video or Nebraska football hype video, and then I just sit there and watch those for a while. There's no shortage. No, there's a lot of them. They're good, and they got they get the blood flowing. And uh, so does talking to uh, Greg Sharp, who not long from now will be uh, hearing on the call of Nebraska football right here on KLIN. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? I'm good. What, 
44 days for kickoff. Is that what it is? Caleb always knows. 44 to football, 43 to volleyball. All right, 44 to football. Finally. We're finally. Hey, we're going to have like an NFL preseason game in uh, two and a half weeks, I think, three weeks. So, yeah, we'll be be very in-depth in the middle of football season. But it's it's crazy, Greg. Since last time we talked, you had a couple of weeks off. Since last time we talked, uh, the the Big Ten had uh, two fewer conference members going into the future than they do now. And I have not yet had a chance to talk to you about the development of USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten Conference going into the future. I'm just curious what your reaction is when you when you heard that news, how shocked or not shocked were you, and, and what are your, your big takeaways from that? Well, I guess after last year hearing OU Texas do that, you probably just shouldn't be surprised anymore with anything that happens in college sports. What a coup for the Big Ten, and uh, I'm hearing reports that it's, it's pumped up the value of their TV contract Jeez. By about fifteen percent, by adding those two, teams <laughs> it was always it was already through the roof, Greg. Oh my gosh! Correct. Yeah, correct. So uh, I think you'll probably be seeing uh, some more details about the TV deal in the in the next two to three weeks. Uh, they they brought some people back into the fray who wanted a, a redo on the bid process with the addition of UCLA and USD. So just you know a, a, another seismic shift in college sports. I think it'll settle down. For a while, at least till next summer. But I, you know, I think the, the the game is at the foot of Notre Dame now. I think yeah. it's the next big thing is what what do the Irish decide to do? Yeah, that's it. it sounds like, and and I assume you're hearing the same thing that the Big Ten is kind of uh, obviously the Big Ten wants Notre Dame, right? There's no there's no d- dispute about that. But it's kind of now waiting to see what their move is to figure out what comes up after that, right? Is that a, the assessment you think is kind of accurate right now? Yeah, I think so. And earlier this week, the SEC, I think, made it pretty clear that they're, they're fine. They're going to stay put at, at their 16 for a while and, and just see what happens. You know, there's a couple things that kind of that, that really stop. I think some of the, the ACC has got this grant of rights agreement that's in place for 12 more years. And it's a really severe penalty if you were to try to exit that conference, which might keep a Clemson or a Florida State or a Miami from maybe jumping to the SEC. And then the Pac-12, I think they the other 10 members decided to do what the Big 12 did last summer, and that's just we're going to stay together as a group of 10 and see where we can go from here. Do they add a San Diego State? Do they add a Boise State? Or where do they want to go from there? But it, it, it's certainly an interesting time, and I don't know that it's – I don't think we're going to stop having interesting times in college sports. Like, we're going to, we're going to have this, which, hey, people that mm-hmm. do talk shows like us, right, we love this kind of stuff. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, so let, let's assume for a moment that a couple years down the line, it's it's nothing more extensive than US, USC, UCLA. Who knows what Notre Dame does by that and what changes? But for the purposes of this discussion, let's just assume it's just a plus two, at least for for a little while. H- how do you see the, the the Big Ten most likely sort of working out scheduling for football for scheduling and grouping of teams? Because obviously you can't play everyone in the conference. You couldn't play everyone in the conference before. It's been hard for me to kind of tell exactly what the cross-divisional policy has been do you think we're, we're done with divisions do you think we're doing pods what's what do you think that's most likely to look like all the momentum is to get rid of divisions but i do think you kind of establish pods so that you play three teams every year and for nebraska that would probably be minnesota wisconsin iowa would be the three that they would and for ucla and usc I don't know what they do with them. I mean, I right. mean, they do have. I mean, USC has had a long time relationship with Notre Dame, but if mm-hmm. Notre Dame's on the league, you can't just throw them in there. Yeah. So, 
But I think the momentum is to get away from divisions, go to a bit of a pod system, and then just let the top two teams with the best records uh, play for the conference title every year. And with that many teams, you're probably going to have tiebreakers every single year yeah. to try to determine who the top two are. Uh, so, but I'm I don't I I'm Switzerland as far as divisions go. I see some value in that, but I also understand the other side of it that maybe you should just have your two best teams play in case one of your divisions is really weak on a certain year. So I, I get I get the argument on both sides of that, but I do think we're going to do away with divisions really soon. Do you think, though, that since geographically Nebraska is the closest team, uh, the closest campus to USC and UCLA, that Nebraska has a likelihood of uh, somehow seeing those teams more often than maybe the rest of the Big Ten, or especially the Eastern Big Ten possibly. teams? Yeah, possibly. If you go to a pod, maybe... Maybe you maybe like a UCLA is in Nebraska's pot, and maybe you don't add maybe Minnesota's not part of it. Uh, but you know, Nebraska's played UCLA a bunch in the last several decades. It seems like we've always kind of lined up once a decade with UCLA in a either a bowl game or a home and home. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see that maybe Nebraska gets one of those Southern California schools kind of put to, in their their rotation more often than not. But you know, the other sports certainly will be affected as well. Yeah. I mean, it's you're adding a couple of good volleyball programs in, into yeah. the uh, into the conference. Baseball, I think, will be helped out by the yes. addition of those two those two programs into. So I think you know they, they add an awful lot. They obviously add the second biggest TV market in the country into the mix as well. And that's why the value of the TV contracts going up. Yeah, isn't it crazy? You think of those those TV markets that are now encompassed in the Big Ten and, and the power players in that. You've got Chicago, you've got New York City, you've got Washington, D.C., you've got, uh, now you've got Los Angeles. I mean, you're checking marks in the top ten markets. There's very few you know that that they're not in right now, and who knows those may be those those may be expanded too. That that I, I mean we're, we we've got to be closer, Greg. You and I talked about this this potential situation pre USC and UCLA, where where all of the network uh, stations basically get kind of secondary rights on this thing, and you have a Big Ten game really at every time slot of the day. That seems even more likely now, doesn't it? I sure think so, particularly when you have now. Pacific Coast time schools in your league because all right. of a sudden you can play eight o'clock games that in Los Angeles are six perfect prime time out there for this. But you know you look at the TV markets and the Big Ten's got a huge advantage over the FCC, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, they added Oklahoma and Texas, but Oklahoma City pales in comparison to adding the Los Angeles to your deal. So yeah. what what a, what a power move by the Big Ten to do this. From all indications, it was those two schools reaching out to the Big Ten, and it didn't take the Big Ten long to go. Yeah, they they would add some value to our league. So uh, I, I think this was the two Southern California schools kind of reading the landscape and seeing the difference in the TV dollars of what they would get if they stayed in the Pac-12 compared to what they're going to get as a member yeah. of the Big Ten. Yeah. The one thing that's, that I kept thinking about after this was over is there were so many times where there was decisions made policy-wise in, in Big Ten as it pertained to football to kind of protect the Rose Bowl. And sometimes it felt to me like it was made perhaps to the, the detriment of, of college football or to some of the fan bases or those sorts of things. And and it always, you know, I, I as new to the conference still relatively, I I admittedly did not understand, you know, it felt like the Rose Bowl was a bigger thing than the national championship. Well, now with this move, after all of that, the Rose Bowl, I mean, it loses a ton of its luster for this Big Ten Pac-12 matchup, doesn't it? After this is all over, I mean, they're willing to sacrifice that now, basically. The Big Ten just nuked it. Yeah. I mean, they did. They just blew it off the face of the 
you know, and I think what we're doing is we're headed to an expanded playoff where the Rose Bowl will certainly be part of the mix, but it won't have near the glamour, the glitz that it did before. And you're exactly right, 100%, that, that you know, the Rose Bowl was the kingpin more so than, than even a national title. It drove a lot of us crazy when we first joined yes. this league. Yeah, it did me. It, 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 it all, some of the things just didn't, didn't make sense, but I guess that's, uh, that's off the table now. Let's get into a, a little bit of the more recent news. Uh, Marquis Step transferring. I, honestly, Greg, I was a little surprised he was still on the roster at the spring game when I saw him there just because of how last year played out and knowing, you know, kind of where he was with that whole thing. Uh, what kind of an impact does, does that have on the running back room here going forward? I'm with you. I thought we would see some transfer portal additions out of that room back right after spring football ended. And so it was really not surprised at all. Marquise, I think, is reading the room and seeing where he is in the pecking order and doesn't doesn't really like where he is. And I don't, you know, you wish him well. It just didn't work for him here. And I, I still love that room. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a, really, a really good group, particularly with the return of Gabe Irvin off the injury from last year. Uh, Anthony Grant looked great in the spring game. Ramir Johnson kind of solidified himself as a solid Big Ten back last year. You've got Mark uh, Jacquez Yant that's in there. You've got a couple of young freshmen that I think they're excited about, and A.J. Allen and, and Emmett Johnson. So yeah. I, I, I'm not all that concerned about this. And like you, I was surprised it didn't happen several months before this to give give Marquise a chance to land somewhere and right. get ready to go. I mean, this is a, he's going to be a late addition to somebody's roster. I guess he just wanted to get his degree and have grad transfer status, I, I guess, is, is why Correct. that why that happened. But, yeah, I hope he does have – he had he showed fly, that Fordham game. I remember Greg going out of that Fordham game, and I was like, that's the guy. We got a bell cow now. Mm-hmm. And then didn't really see him the rest of the year after that. Um, so, so well, man, it's crazy when you go through that room. Like, I don't even know how to set odds <laughs> – on if I were to do that, on who's going to get the most carries out of that group. It could be, I mean, I don't think I'm being too hyperbolic when I say it could easily be one out of five people, right? Could. I think Anthony Grant's probably got the lean in my eyes. Okay. Ramir will play a lot. I think they'll do a lot of different things with Ramir. Ramir is so multi-talented that they can bounce him outside and put him in a slot, do those type of things. So I think Ramir gets a ton of snaps, but I think as far as the number of carries, I would lead Anthony Grant for that. Interesting. All right, that's what I that's what I continue to to wonder about. And I think you know, I think the big thing that I really hope is somebody is good enough that they has enough success that they sort of you know you, you can't not give them the ball, which we haven't seen a whole lot. That, I mean, that's to say we haven't seen that you know since like Ozigbo almost. Um, it's been it's been quite a while. I think if they they can do that, that'll be something that'll be welcome. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, Greg. Um, you know that we've we've got some time to familiarize ourselves with the the new coaching staff members who have been brought in. Um, I know they have talked to the media, but you probably have had the the best opportunity uh, media wise to to talk to these coaches, to interact with them. Uh, I'm just curious in the time that you you've had, you've talked to them, you've interviewed them, and and you've uh, read about them as well. Kind of give me like, is there a do they bring collectively or individually a different feel than you've got before? I'm just kind of curious what your impression is of these new guys now that they've been had a chance to be infused into the program a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, we started Monday on Sports Nightly, the, the position breakdowns where we're hearing from each coach every night of the week, and we had Mark Whipple Monday, and I, and I think he is just – this is a guy that's just got so much experience in football, not just college football, but also the NFL with his time with the Steelers. 
And, and I think he has a real understanding of how to call a game. And, and this was this was a difficult decision for Scott Frost to hand the keys of the car to Mark Whipple. But Mark Whipple didn't come here if he wasn't going to get those keys, and he has. And so I'm really fascinated by him. Love chatting with him. There's just a maturity level about Mark Whipple. And you just kind of feel like, man, this guy has just been around everything in football, from the professional with the Cedars to being a head coach to being a coordinator. So really excited for him. Mickey Joseph just brings tons of energy and fight and also a feeling of, of, of a hook back to the glory days of Husker football. So he feels all that, gets all that. And his impact has been felt not only with the guys on the team, but with the acquisition of new players into the program as well. And I think we've seen dramatic strides with some recruiting with him. Brian Applewhite is just a – he is also a guy that has his thumb on his room, and he is not going to let guys get away with stuff. He's going to d- demand excellence. And I think that'll be good for the running back room. I don't know Brian quite as well as to do some of the other ones. And then and then Donovan Rayola was the one, Jack, that I wasn't sure about. And the, I knew the offensive line really liked Greg Austin, so I, I was mm-hmm. concerned. How would they take to Donovan Rayola? Well, they have, and they've done it in a big way, which I'm really excited about. I had a conversation with some of the strength coaches earlier this week, and they were talking about how much they have felt that the offensive line group has made progress in the last six months, and that is what we all need to hear because, in my eyes, that's still the biggest question mark for this team. What will that group look like when we line up against Northwestern? By far. Yeah, I think I, I mean that's almost unanimity among Husker fans that that's the position group where you're like, oh man, that's that's the concern, and, and hopefully it goes better than expected, especially with, with, the, um, with the suspension that just came out um, a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you mentioned that conversation with Will. I listened to that, and, and that kind of inspired that question was, was hearing him. He sounds like... I, I, I felt good for you because he, I'm sure you've interviewed coaches for years and you get sometimes you get all coach speak, not a whole lot. Sometimes you get really insightful. It and no matter what questions you're asking, Whipple is uh, Whipple will tell you what he thinks. Um, yep. And th- like his, I thought when he went through with every quarterback, that was really interesting when when you had that conversation with him. Yeah, he's he's really good, and he's he, you feel like you're getting a little extra out of him. Like you're right, some coaches are so protective and don't want to shed a light on too much stuff. But with him, you, you kind of get a real bonus tonight. By the way, we do have Travis Fisher, and you talk about a loaded room. He's got about twenty players in his room, and when they go to North, when they go to Dublin, seventy four is the travel roster. So he'll take about eleven of his twenty. Uh, I don't know which 11 will get to go. I mean, it's going to be a real battle just to make the trip. Same thing with Mickey Joseph we talked to last night. They'll take eight, maybe nine wide receivers. We went through a batch of about 15 names last night. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. There's there's going to be some intense competition just to to have your name on the travel roster for that opening game in Dublin. You have your uh, your suitcase ready? I mean, it won't be long. It's an extensive packing trip. You better be getting ready here pretty soon. Got to go find the passport, dig it out somewhere, and get that ready to roll. <laughs> All right. Well, good. We'll look forward to hearing uh, Fisher in the, the, the secondary tonight. These position breakdowns have been great on Sports Nightly, so make sure and stay tuned in for that starting at 6 o'clock right here on KLN. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. We'll catch up next week. You bet, Jack. Thanks. You know, Greg Sharp, host of Sports Nightly and voice of the Big Red here on KLN. five. take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, tomorrow's going to be fun, guys. Uh, KLIN.com request slash request line Friday if you want to put your request in there or just text them into the Richtime Recognition Hotline. The theme this week, karaoke. We've uh, got requests from Tim Haruza, Bob Downey, Mosh Pit <laughs> Chad, number one Debbie. So this more. is if you're... Uh, I don't want to make it too bleak, but if your life depended on going on, going up and having the best possible karaoke performance for you, maximizing your abilities, you get one song. What are you picking? I can't wait to hear this. This is going to be fun tomorrow. We'll see you then. 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.